0: This is Internet Marketing. Brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.co.uk. This is Internet Marketing. Now, before we start today, uh, we've got a bit of shameless self-promotion for you. Site Visibility have recently published the Ultimate Content Promotion Guide. It's their most comprehensive guide to date, and in it, they break down all of the content promotion tactics, tricks and tools you'll ever need to help you achieve content marketing success. You can download the guide plus a handy printable content promotion checklist for free by going to bit.ly, that's b i t . l y slash ultimate hyphen content or ultimate dash content. They're both the same thing. Right. Today, I'm joined by Daniel Danes-Hutt. At AMP My Content. Daniel, how are you? I am very well, sir. Thank you so much for having me today. It's an absolute pleasure. Uh, now, you're in uh, uh, across the other side of the globe uh, in New Zealand, aren't you? Which bit of New Zealand are you? I am
1: indeed. In? Whereabouts in New Zealand? We're in the North Island and we're in a place called the Bay of Plenty, which is. Unreal. It looks like um, the set of Jurassic Park. There's ferns that are like eight feet tall and things like that. It's beautiful.
0: So you're expecting a couple of velociraptors to appear at any second?
1: <laughs> they used to actually have a bird called a moa, M-O-A, oh. uh, maybe about 100 years ago, which was about nine foot tall. So yes. it looked like a giant ostrich, yes. basically. Oh, yes. So, I, would, you
0: know. I would imagine far worse than a Velociraptor. <laughs> oh my God, it's yeah. an um, And interestingly, you used to live uh, near where I come from. Well, sort of near. You used to li- come in, live in Shropshire, didn't you?
1: I did indeed. I'm actually from England, but I've not been back in eight or nine years. Um, my nan keeps telling me off for that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've been traveling. We Originally, we were in America. Then we went to Canada, came to New Zealand and fell in love with the place. And um, yeah. we're now residents, permanent residents. Fantastic.
0: So uh, let's start off. Tell us a little bit about yourself and AMP My Content. How did it start? What do you do there?
1: Our entire goal here is to share case studies and guides about how to leverage content effectively, how to write content that's more efficient, so it converts higher, um, so you can write less often, and then how to promote it so you can get more traffic. It's all of the guides and tests and stuff that we do internally, or if we ever do client work and things like that. We got started off because we were actually going to get kicked out of the country. Mm. And I found a loophole where I could become an entrepreneur. Long story short, I created a clothing company. Within five weeks, it was in five stores. Quit my job. uh, Sold the company. Started doing marketing and things for people. And then I started writing about paid ads. And then those those articles ended up being kind of like the top 10 of all time on inbound.org. Top 10 of 2017, 2018 on growth hackers and things like that. And so, yeah, we're just, um, we're just sharing all our nerdy knowledge about content promotion and content writing and things like that.
0: Now, I, lo- I always love to mention this because I-, I, love- I love it when people sort of, um, uh, they sort of say things and some people agree and some people don't agree. But you- we've all heard this content is dead thing, which I don't know if it's still going around. It's- it was certainly going around a few years ago. But you're not really saying that, are you? You're, you're saying that people aren't doing content the right way. Is that right?
1: I think people's focus is on the wrong areas, and it's because they replicate what they consume. If you think of the sites that you read often, they're usually media sites, so they get paid for eyeballs on adverts and so they want you to come back ten times a day because that's how they make money. but as a business owner or a freelancer or an agency you don't you don't need to entertain clients all the time excuse me and you don't need to keep bringing them back you just need enough content to actually make the sale. Mm. So that's a big issue in that people think they need to be churning out a lot of content when in reality, they don't need to. All those results I was saying before, we did that with eight blog posts in two years. So it's a bit contrarian, but we have the results to back it up. And, um, you know, controversy causes, uh, conversations. That's why some people say content is dead. It's just so they can get people to read their posts. (laughs)
0: Yeah. You know? <laughs> yes. Uh, content is dead. Uh, of course, the on a blog post. <laughs> yes, on a blo- on, on some content. Yeah. No. So you're you're basically saying that probably we don't need as much content, but it's it's other things like the quality. And you talk about promotion, don't you? The promotion of the content. Now, why is? it sounds like a bit of a silly question, but there's a reason I'm asking it. Why why is promotion so important?
1: There's a lot of different reasons that we can get into, but um, the a, a main thing, especially if you're a small business owner it means you can write less often. you know. If you're having to create your own content, you don't have to be creating that much. Say you own a surf shop and you create a guide on how to buy a surfboard. That's a conversation you probably have a thousand times a year, if not more. By having that piece of content, it actually helps people buy from you and you probably have a website and things like that. A lot of people would say, yeah, but I can't rank for it, so it's pointless to have. But that's crazy because if people are coming to your store and they're looking to buy and they don't quite know what they need, it fills that role. It's kind of that salesperson for you. Mm. There's other benefits as well, where, you know, if the you it takes a long time to see a return of investment if you um if you don't promote, even from the initial creation costs, you know, the hours for writing. And there's also SEO benefits and things like that, and negative results of writing all the time. If You can get a thin content penalty where you actually, your rankings go down just because you have so many posts with very little promotion. Mm. Promotion is, it's what Google wants to see. Now, I'm not against writing a lot of content if you've got the team and the effort, but you have to be promoting that content also. So if you're time poor, you're better off writing just a few posts and spending 80, 90% of the time promoting it instead. For example, I've just written an article. I've been promoting it promoting it for the last five weeks Mm. and i'm still promoting it you know because it's more beneficial for me to get in front of people who are like my customer Mm. than it is for me to just keep entertaining people who are already my customer Mm.
0: you know but with my scientific mind this does remind me very much of this whole notion of dark matter you're familiar with that one daniel so there's i am indeed do, do you do you think there's a lot of let's make up a let's coin a new term do you think there's a lot of dark
1: posts on the
0: net that no one ever sees (laughs) <laughs>
1: on WordPress alone, there's 83.4 million posts per month. Wow. Just on WordPress. If you think there's Wix and there's Squarespace and there's Shopify, yeah. all those different sites. So a lot of that content is going out there. There was a study of a million websites by Simon. excuse me, and less than 5% had a single backlink because there was zero promotion done. Mm. So it's the equivalent of writing... I just wrote this massive guide. It's thirty thousand words. It's basically a book, like a coffee table book. It's equivalent of me writing that, putting it on my table in my house, and then never sharing it with anyone. Yeah, you know, it's kind of crazy if you think about it. If you stop to think about it, so it makes sense to go out there and keep promoting that content and just finding more people who are like your audience.
0: Yeah. So it sounds like uh, what you're advocating is a sort of a balance, doesn't it? Because you've got the content creation which is i'm probably generalizing a bit here but it's more of a sort of an introverted sort of content writing type uh, sort of process versus the sort of like getting it out there sort of paid ads uh less inbound sort of more extroverted how does that work in your mind what's your sort of
1: analysis of that i think that you're all right. there's a t- there's a big disconnect between um You have all these people who create content and they do it because SEO is free and they can put time into it and things. And it doesn't feel as salesy because people come to you. Yeah. But the thing is, uh, unless you promote it, no one's going to come to that post. But then you also have the people, the other marketers on the other side of the spectrum who are fine with promotion. They'll do cold emails all day and things like that. They'll do paid ads. Mm. But those guys don't create content assets. And so there's this disconnect where they've got two different channels and they're so stuck in them when in reality, if you want to succeed, you should really be using both. You know, you should actively be promoting content and you you shouldn't just be running paid ads to a sales page and things like that. Yes, you can make sales, Mm. but you can get much higher results pushing it to content. For example, most websites get 2% conversion, like 1.95% will become a subscriber. Our content that we push cold traffic to converts at 17%. Mm. So we that is far higher than any sales page that we could ever do. So it converts even higher, it's even cheaper and things like that. So you have to blend the two, especially because those platforms out there nowadays, they want you to do this. Mm. How do we actually implement this blended
0: approach? What would be a sort of step-by-step approach, Daniel?
1: A, a big thing... That I see. So, if you're a content marketing, you want to start running paid ads. Yeah, a, a big thing that stops a lot of people is kind of the anxiety behind it. They um, they don't know their business numbers and things like that, and so they're scared to run traffic. I've seen adverts before that are actually profitable, but the business owner doesn't know their numbers, and so they'll stop an advert because you know you can be anxious at night knowing that you're spending ten dollars every day or whatever. Mm-hmm. When in reality, that ten dollars is worth twenty five every time, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. So that's a big part. You need to know those things, and the the guide that we're going to share it shows you how to do all this. But in reality, the system that we use it's it's really simple. But it, again, it's the subtleties that make all the difference. It's just four parts. We have an advert that's speaking to a cold audience. It takes them to an article, so that's a content asset we've already created. There's some kind of opt in offer. We call it a hyper specific next step offer.
0: Mm.
1: And then once they become a subscriber, they're more likely to become a customer and things like that. So um, it's a very simple process, but people kind of, they miss those subtleties.
0: So I'm interested in, because you mentioned ads there, what's your sort of uh, suggested testing strategy? Because, you know, it's all to do with feedback and improving and putting it back out there again.
1: So a huge component of it is obviously uh, understanding your audience. You have to do your research first because you can't just write anything and hope that it will interact, that it will resonate, basically. So a big thing I will do, and this is real sneaky, I'll actually research and chat to my audience and interview them before I even write the blog post. Mm. So say I'm writing a new post, I will interview them and I'll research all that. And that will also give me information to create an advert that resonates, that ties into the article so it does well. That's the first thing you've got to do. But then a big thing to understand is that almost every advert will start losing money. It'll start at a loss. Yeah. You might spend $4 and get $1 back, for example, That and that's a good ad. That's to be expected because it's just starting out. Um, you don't know the performance yet. It's kind of just finding its feet. Mm. What we like to use is a, a sequence of bottom-up testing, which is what they use in product design. Other people, uh, they'll call it A-B testing so we'll test uh one element at a time we'll do a couple of variations and we'll find the variation that works best and we'll keep that we call it the control we remove what doesn't work then we'll test another element while keeping the the winning image for example and then we'll test the headline and so with every test the ad is getting uh more and more responsive it's getting more clicks it's getting more actions more fine-tuned exactly and it's getting better and better and better so how we, we test it is, what I will normally create a focus group of about a 1,000 to 10,000 people. I, I like to have it not too small and not too big. If it's too small and I keep showing it, people are going to get annoyed and they're going to kind of click off of the ad, even if it resonates. Yeah. If the audience is too big, you're going to have to spend a large budget to get it in front of them, things like that. So what I will do is I will I will run with this really tight group and it'll be... The people who are ideal for my article, the people who I want to read it. So let's say I wrote a content marketing article. I might say content marketers in this country, in this job role who read XYZ blog and things like this. Really, really specific because I don't just want to create an ad that gets clicks. I want to create an ad that gets clicks from the right people for my offer. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. A big thing people don't realize is when you get really specific like that, obviously it's supply and demand, and Facebook will charge you more to show it to people. So that's okay at this point because we'll do these tests and we'll get the ad that's most responsive for our perfect customer. And then what what I'll do is I will get really broad. I might just say target content marketers in America. Mm -hmm. So the audience suddenly goes up to 2 million people. Facebook has a machine learning algorithm that... Extrapolates data and people's response. People who click, how long they stay on the page, how long if they take the action, and things like this. By broadening the ad, immediately the price goes down because we're not being so specific. Yeah. But the thing is, the people who respond to it are the ideal people because that's who we wrote the ad for, and so Facebook starts to uh, measure and track that, and it says, okay, to improve the ad. We're going to start showing it to these agency owners, or we're going to start showing it to these people who are re- uh, responding. So what happens is it gets more effective and more specific, but without you having to uh, select that and be charged for it. If
0: that makes sense? Yeah, it does actually. So you're you're leveraging Facebook's sort of AI capability.
1: Exactly. We use a kind of like uh, Mad Men, a TV show. We'll use a focus group at first of the ideal people. Mm. uh, the only episode I can think of is the ladies when they're trying on lipstick, you know, so they test that and they find what image and everything else that works. And then when they put it out to the general population, it starts to convert better with that right audience. But obviously, because Facebook has this AI, it starts to note specific details and says, hang on a minute, this person's in this job role and they do this and they do this and they're converting and 10 other people in that role have converted. Let's show it to more people like that. Yeah. And so it learns and it learns and The beauty of this is it starts to show it to the right people, but then the relevance goes up. So the relevance score, it's based on a customer experience kind of um, element. Yeah. So if those people are obviously liking it, then they'll keep showing it and they'll show it for less and less. So they'll actually charge you less to show it because they know that the person's getting a good experience. And so all these different factors tie in together to get you a winning ad. Now, you mentioned
0: Facebook there as the... It sounds like you're using Facebook as the main platform. Are there other platforms that can do similar things?
1: There's a whole heap you could is, um Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, Google Ads. You can even use content curation sites like uh, Q Promote and things like that. The reason I like Facebook is it's cheap. Everyone's on there. But it's also an entertainment site. For example, if I was using Google Ads... That's great. I could I could target specific keywords who are pe- people who are searching for like a specific article. Yeah. And that's really good, but those people are very warm. They're a warm audience, which is great, but it might be more competitive. Whereas on Facebook, I can go out to cold people who've never even don't even know about the problem yet perhaps. And I can uh, get in front of them for very very cheap. And because they want their customers to have a good experience, because they're going across to content that's high value, they're going to keep showing it to people as well. So it, it stacks all these benefits that other platforms might not have.
0: Yeah. So if we could condense this down, if there's one sort of top tip or, or takeaway for our audience today, Daniel, what would it be? You have to have good content
1: to, to send people to. It's pointless sending it to weak content. So one of the main things I would say is to improve your old content. And I have a guide that will share, which teaches you how to do that, how to go into an old post. So it doesn't even need to be a new post. How to an old post and how to improve it. It has to have a specific call to action. So it has to be able to convert someone because it's pointless sending people to content that they just read, you get them excited, and then they go Google how to do the thing that you just got them excited about. So for example, if in my article, if you opt in, you know, there's videos and things showing you how to do it. Whereas if I didn't have that, you would then Google how to do it and you probably go to a competitor. Yeah. So improve old content. Have a specific call to action and just start slow at a low budget per day. A lot of people get excited because they've been so scared of doing paid ads. They finally, they're brave enough to do it. And then they spend all their budget in one day. So just start slow. You can start this at five bucks a day. And again, the, the guide that we're going to share, it walks you through all that. It shows you how to set up the budgets, how to test, how long to run it for, and all these different things. So about by the end, you have that. But yeah, those are the three elements. Improve the old content. Have a call to action and just start at a low cost.
0: Well, Daniel, thanks so much for joining us today. How can our listeners find out more about you and uh, more about AmpMyContent?
1: Thank you for having me. Um, so, AmpMyContent.com is our blog. I laugh about this, but you can find me on Twitter. But it's very rare that I share anything that's not a cat photo or kind of music that I've been listening to while I've been writing. <laughs> I'm kind of very elusive to get hold of. But you can find me on Twitter at Inbound Ascend, nd or at my content is all our posts and things
0: fantastic well thank you very much and thanks for listening everyone the show notes uh, will be in the usual place including a link to that guide from daniel um, sitevisibility.co.uk slash im podcast please leave us a review if you're enjoying the show if you've got feedback or suggestions podcast at sitevisibility.co.uk is the email at visibility is our twitter handle we have a site visibility group on linkedin that's all from me andy and it's all from daniel thank you so much for having me i hope that was valuable and uh enjoy the rest of your day or your commute and bye-bye thanks for coming on daniel and we'll see you next time on internet marketing